What is up, football fans? Welcome back to another episode of Pound the Pigskin, where it's all football all the time. This is your host, Steve Hillen, along with your fellow football host, Alex Ruiz and Matt Kaczynski. Comrades, we are back for another episode. This week, we've got a couple of new wrinkles to sprinkle in as as some things have uh, transpired both in college and NFL football. But once again, the show goes on, and as always, it is a pleasure to be able to talk football with you gentlemen. Yes, sir. Each and every week. Yep. Getting in it. That is it. So as Matt alluded to, each and every week, here we are. Um, if, you're, if you're with us from the beginning, we thank you. If you catch the show this week for the first time, welcome. Uh, if you're new to the show, we always start every week off with our drink of the night, brought to you by our buddies at String Sports Brewery. Um, located in historic Springfield, north of downtown Jacksonville. And uh, I just have some uh, some Bud Select 55, which is leftover from the Florida-Georgia tailgate from the weekend. So nothing crazy there. Leftovers. I mean, I get it. You know, got to get it through the system and get it out. Yeah, well, I mean, if I'm being honest, we had three coolers that were nothing but beer coolers. And seeing as the main beer drinkers were really just me and Eric, we had our work cut out for us. <laughs> as always. Yeah. What are you guys having for the show tonight? Matt? Uh, well, I'm uh, being lame and going no alcohol tonight. So I got a strawberry banana body armor because they're fantastic. All right. Yep. Coconut based water body armor. Yep. There you go. I'm uh I'm not really going any crazy. I know we're kind of at the halfway point here, going into week nine, but nothing nothing too insane for me. I'm going with my my regular, my Nick Ultra. Nick Ultra. All right, so that's what we've got for the show. Uh, speaking of the show, let's get right into it. We'll start off in the uh, the land of college football, like we always do, um, which we'll recap kind of what happened over the weekend, and we will also dive into now. Um, the college football playoff rankings as they were released um, their first edition last night. So we'll dive into a little bit of that preview, a little bit of what's uh, what's coming up this weekend. So some notable results from the weekend. Uh, if you weren't here in Jacksonville, um, you probably, you may have missed it. You didn't miss much. The Florida Georgia game was um, a complete slaughter, which that was that was probably expected by most realistic Gator fans like Alex and myself. We probably didn't think uh, there was much of a chance, and that was, I mean, it was a very slow developing game. Obviously, it was three to nothing, and then the wheels just completely fell off, and then the game was over at halftime. So uh, unfortunate and. Mullen's pretty much been under fire ever since that game, but we won't spend too much time on that because let's just face it, Georgia's just that much better than Florida this year. Some other notables, though, Penn State, Ohio State, that was the late game. Uh, Ohio State wins that one 33-24, a matchup of two ranked teams in the Big Ten. Uh, the earlier one, though, in the Big Ten, the battle of the state of Michigan, Michigan against Michigan State, gotta love. Sparty getting it done at home, 37-33, quite a comeback. They made some big plays late on defense, good for Michigan State. That was probably one of their biggest wins that they've had, uh, not on a basketball court in quite some time. Oregon rolled Colorado. Um, Iowa surprisingly got steamrolled at home against uh, Whiskey. The Badgers took care of business there. 
uh, a matchup of top 25 teams down in Jordan Hare, the White Plains of Auburn Hills. Auburn takes care of the Ole Miss running Rebels 31-20. to Matt, your Canes, they go into Pittsburgh. They get the job done back-to-back weeks against the ACC-ranked opponents. Miami's got a little life now. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I've been kind of cautiously optimistic all year. I think there's a lot of good things on the team. And I honestly do think that if they can at least continue playing good football, which I'm going to give it good football. I mean, I will admit that watching a kid pass for 519 yards against you is pretty. I like, couldn't believe Pickett threw for half a half a grand against you guys, and you still won the game. Well, what's insane is we had two turnovers too. We yeah. picked them off twice, and yet he still threw for 519 yards. That's yeah. because they really have an abysmal run game. Um, yeah, they don't they don't run that. Kid, they just let that kid sling it. But kudos to Miami. I mean, they, I mean, big wins in a row. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they relied on one guy, really. He torched him. Um, I got to give credit where credit's due. My man Taylor – I'm going to say it. My man, Van Dyke, the kid yeah. is, the fr- I think – Freshman looks like he could be an answer. I, I think Tyler Van Dyke is bringing something to the quarterback position that Miami has not had in a while, and it is actually good shit-talking and good attitude. Um, King said the right things. Cool. Anybody else before him really is pretty much like, let's be real, it's a muddiness of mediocrity. It has Tyler been. Van Dyke. Time, so. T- Tyler Maybe Van Dyke. Tyler Van Dyke. corner. Now, look, again, it's very new, but it's just the way that he has gotten better just shows something that most freshmen don't. I, I like the numbers. Knighton showed that he's got the explosive power that he's supposed to. I mean, it go off, but he did have two touchdowns. Yeah, shout out to the Deerfield Beach kid. So. In short, yeah, Miami's got some life. Georgia Tech, then Florida State. Who knows? I mean, yeah. it'll be a really, it's going to be a really um, interesting run with the ACC because you may not actually have what are looked at as being the best teams, but you could have a team with multiple wins representing. Um, and in theory, I'm just going to say it. I'm a little hopeful. Technically, in theory, Miami could actually do it. So who knows? I just like that, at least during the upswing. It's finally nice to see Miami doing things. They're trending in, in the right US. direction. And yeah. like I said, it's two conference-ranked yep. opponents. And, and it's they, those are they're good football teams, too. Like, I, I, I don't yeah. care what anybody says. Like, they are legitimately good teams, whether or not it's ACC or not. They are good, solid, well-rounded, pretty good teams. The only thing Pitt had, I'd say, that tilted to be easy for Miami was the fact that they didn't have a run game. Now, yeah, the passing attack clearly did get to Miami. But they're able to jump out early, and that's why they're able to win that game. So, yep, they got it. They got it at least trending in a in a positive direction. So, with that being said, though, um, there wasn't you know any huge shakeups. Like I said, six versus eight played uh, last week, ten versus eighteen. So you knew somebody was going to lose those games. Nothing monumental in terms of upsets or anything like that. But that brings us to the first release of the college football playoff committee playoff rankings and Alex we'll start with you do you have any qualms or issues or any surprises with the initial set of rankings here no I don't actually um the only thing that I have to say about the college playoff rankings is I told you so (laughs) yeah and let's face it this is the first one and a lot of this is going to still play out with some of these teams and some of their matchups 
down the road. I'll ask you boys this as I'll just name the top uh, six. Georgia one, Alabama two, Michigan State three, Oregon four, Ohio State five, Cincinnati six. Are either of you boys surprised that um, undefeated Cincinnati and then if you go a little farther down, um, undefeated uh, eighth-ranked Oklahoma, are you surprised that one or both of those got snubbed out of the top four and or no? Uh, actually, yes, I am. I'm not. Do you, do you think Cincinnati should have been a top four, Matt? I do only hear – and hear me out on this. I do only because where it stands right now, they have a better record. They don't maybe necessarily have the same marquee games, but you got to give it to them. Does mean they're going to stay there. does not mean that Cincinnati is going to be the number four team in the country when all is said and done. But I, I just think it's a little weak because you got Oregon and Ohio State that each have a loss. I think Alabama with one loss at two is honestly a little disrespectful to anybody else who's been working their ass off this year. Now, will they eventually probably be there? In all honesty, yeah, that's just the way it shakes out. But I just think it's such an early mark. Let's give some of these teams the actual credit. Now, the fact that you do have some teams that made it into like the top 10 that are a little shocking. Yeah, Wake Forest. Is being Wake Forest now. is exactly yeah. what it's going to go to. I got to give that credit. So they got that right because I think they do deserve to be. There's not a lot of surprises. There's not a lot that I'm shocked. Um, NC State still holding. Yeah. I'm a little shocked, I think but I the do committee like definitely gave the Alabama brand the benefit of the doubt uh, they did. by putting them at two. I Which mean, I even think if is they a little were down weak. at four. But see, here's the problem. Where I don't like that is now, really, what are they – if they went out, they don't move at all, even if they have one loss. You could have a couple other teams that are undefeated. So I don't yeah. know that I like it, but hey. Well, if, if you don't like it, what you're hoping for is that Auburn wins the Iron Bowl. Uh, Yeah. To be honest, I'd be okay with that this year. Yeah. Now Auburn and A and M, they're both they're ranked thirteenth and fourteenth respectively, and they play head to head this week. Yep. Um, now A and M has a win already over Alabama. That's Alabama's only loss. Auburn mm-hmm. still has to play them. Technically, if you want to get technical about it, <laughs> if Auburn wins out, they get themselves into the SEC championship game because um, they will have. Um, the head-to-head tiebreaker if they went out um, over Alabama. So, Warriors yeah. still technically has everything to play for um, this year. Cincinnati being ranked sixth, eight and zero. Their best win is against um, Notre Dame, who's ranked tenth. Um, so, I- I'm a little disappointed that they're not in the top four, but I think it also just gives them the ability that they're going to be the first ones to jump in um, in case somebody goes down in front of them. I am very proud that the committee put the Ducks ahead of Ohio State since they did beat yep. them head-to-head. That would have uh-huh. been an absolute crime. Travesty. If, yeah, that would have been an absolute crime if Ohio State would have been ranked ahead of the Ducks. Um, but let's face it, Michigan State and Ohio State, they play against each other um, later this month. So, I mean, one of those dogs is going down. Uh, whoever it is, or whoever you want it to be remains to be seen. But Sparty has to go to the horseshoe to play against the Buckeyes anyway. So there's, you know, two top five teams. One of them's dropping out of the top five um, at some point. So Michigan State may be the quietest top three team at this point in the season of like all time. Well, I think they definitely got um, some attention when this past weekend with beating Michigan. Now, we all on this show have our own personal 
feels about Michigan and, and um, the <laughs> fact that we usually think they're very overrated, but yeah. they, they were still undefeated up to that point. But you can't sleep on Sparty anymore. Only other thing I'll add is it is a little interesting to see a couple teams that have three losses in the top 25, really the top 21. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but it's like eh, there's a lot of two lost teams and three lost teams in the landscape right now. So it's kind of interesting to see how this is all going to shake out. This I'm going to pose year. Uh, it's one a transition last year. question for you boys before we kind of do a preview of some of the notable games. If – you have ninth-ranked Wake Forest, obviously 8-0 right now. They're in the ACC. If they run the table, now they got North Carolina, they got NC State who's ranked, they got to go to Clemson, they got to go – I mean, their schedule is not easy. But if they go undefeated and they get into that ACC championship game undefeated, should they be top four? That would put them. That would put them at a um, a twelve and zero mark going into their conference championship game. Does that make them a top four team? I'm kind of just delaying for Alex to get his point out, but I guess I'll go first, and then you can rebuttal me because I actually am a hundred percent. Three of those last four are on the road: North Carolina, Clemson, and Boston College, and the home game is against ranked NC State. I mean, look, there's a lot of there's a lot of teams that are bunched up in the ACC right now because yeah. they are, quite frankly, just beating the absolute crap out of each other because there's been a major talent shift in the entire conference. I If they run a table and they're 12-0, I'm sorry. They are still coming from a Power 5 conference. They deserve to get in the top four. Now, would it be at number four? Probably even though there could be some teams that have a loss ahead of them, still think that's okay. Um, depending on, I guess who it is and that that'll get at the end of the year. But yeah, yeah I mean, if they do, which I don't know that they will, but I think they can. Yeah. I say top four. What say you, Alex, you think they're still on the outside of the four looking in? Yes. However, I don't think it's I don't think it's warranted. I think that they have a strong enough schedule that would put them in the top four, but because they're not frequently a top ten team, they're not constantly hitting the marks. I, I don't think the the committee that be that votes for this crap um, <laughs> put them in because they might be they might be worried that it'll be a blowout game in the playoffs. Fair enough. Yeah. They they that, might that, just not it. get that benefit of the doubt that an I Alabama would. They, I personally think that they do deserve it. I just don't – I don't think they'll get enough votes to get there despite their record and showing that they deserve it. This – I don't think that they'll get voted into it. Gotcha. Real quick, this to me will be a year that's going to set up for what looks like the future in terms of how you're going to um, really create the playoff where I think you're going to expand it because it, it, this could be one of those years that definitely – Yeah. Or you could shows have that there needs to be a, a larger, wider. Field. There needs to be a wider opportunity for some of these teams. Now, am I saying that every team deserves it? No, by no means. But if you're talking about teams that run their run the table, then yeah, they they should be able to fight for the actual championship. So, yeah. well, even I mean, even if you just doubled it from four to eight, you're talking I mean, about. No, I still think it should probably. Co- I think it should mostly come from Power Five. I'm gonna still stand by that, or whatever. Well, you have your five, your or whatever five that's gonna become winners in the future. Three best at large, yeah. Yeah, I mean, whatever's gonna be, whatever that's gonna look like. But nonetheless, um, yeah. well, we'll see how it shakes yeah. out. I mean, 
some of these games this weekend, I mean, it's not, you know, there's not super compelling games. We'll throw out some notables. Obviously, Miami's uh, got a home game, 1230 against Georgia Tech. We'll see if they can keep it going. Ohio State's got to go on the road at Nebraska. Georgia hosts Missouri between the hedges at noon. Um, so we'll a... see. We'll see how much of a slaughter that is. Sparty Let's see if they been... match that spread. Good Lord. Yeah. I, I will say this one. Here is um, a potential upset alert because we've already seen it this year. I know Michigan State's coming off a big high, winning at home against Michigan. They got to go on the road against Purdue, and we've already seen Purdue pull off an upset against Iowa. So just keep your eye on that one as a potential yeah. upset alert. Purdue hosting uh, Michigan State. Uh, Notre Dame and Navy shouldn't be a problem. Cincinnati and Tulsa uh, bet the over on whatever that game is. It's probably going to go to 100. Uh, we mentioned Auburn and Texas A&M at Kyle Field. That's the 330 CBS spotlight game. Um, so we'll see how that one goes down in the SEC. The ABC spotlight game at night, it's Pac-12. We get to see the quack attack go up to uh, Washington to play against the Huskies. Um, Florida's got to go to South Carolina and try to salvage their season. Dan Mullen's really got to win out um, to salvage the season and uh, silence Gator Nation. NC State goes to Doak. Um, we'll see how the, the Knolls rebound from losing to Clemson as they get a ranked opponent coming to their um, their territory. And what would have been a huge game normally at nighttime in Tuscaloosa, LSU and Alabama is just not shaping up to have the same kind of luster that it normally does. We'll see how that game goes. You know, I'll probably follow that while I'm watching the Gators, you know, struggle along. Um, so we'll see. It'll be still some things to pay attention to because now that the college football playoff rankings are out, you got to kind of pay attention to the teams that are legitimately in the hunt because now every game really matters in terms of shuffling around and uh, impressing the committee and moving up in the rankings until we get to the end of the season. So, as always, it'll be a great weekend of college football, um, and we'll be glued to it. Now, let's shift over to the league where they pay their players uh, large sums of money to play a kid's game, and that would be the National Football League. Um, which is still run by an absolute stooge, um, but we won't get into that on this show tonight. Let's recap some of the results, and then we'll get into the results of the uh, league-long pick So it started out Thursday night, Packers-Cardinals. It was a great game. Cardinals had a chance to win it. A.J. Green retired in the middle of running a route um, at the end of the game, caused Kyler Murray to throw an interception. Packers held on to win. 24 to 21 kudos to Rogers who didn't have any receivers and still got it done Unkudos to Rogers for not getting vaccinated and now having COVID and missing the game this week. Um, that's probably uh, for his fiance to blame there. Panthers Falcons on Sunday Panthers win 1913. Um, they somehow decided that they remembered how to play football after the Giants absolutely dominate them. Bills, Dolphins, somehow the Dolphins managed to make this a close game until the Bills pulled away and still covered the spread late, 26-11. to 11. 49ers and Bears, 49ers go into the Windy City. Garoppolo runs for two fucking touchdowns. Tell me if you saw that one coming. 49ers win 33-22. Steelers go into the dog pound, and they silence the Browns, who have a whole lot of problems going on right now, um, most notably called OBJ. 
<laughs> Eagles, Lions, Lions are still winless. The Eagles just absolutely throttled the fighting MCDCs. That guy's got to win a fucking game. Otherwise, he's going to have to start catch, uh, coaching with a bag over his head. Eagles roll 44-6. to six. Titans, Colts in overtime. Probably the most entertaining, competitive game of the day. Of course, it comes in a division game. Unfortunately, the Yuli Bulldozer, King Henry, hurts his foot, has foot surgery, is probably done for the year. So a big blow for the Titans and their way to a potential playoff berth. Bengals and Jets, not a fucking soul outside of New New York City or New Jersey. Saw this one happening. The Jets win with backup quarterback Mike White slinging the ball for over 400 yards and upsetting the Bengals 34-31. to That game single-handedly ruined a six-game parlay um, for my brother and I that would have paid us out over 200 bucks. So, suck it, Jets. Rams, Texans, Rams cover the spread, um, or they failed to cover the spread by the hook. They win by 16. The spread was 16 and a half. They win 38-22. The game uh, wasn't close, but the Rams decided to put in the um, towel boy and the water boy on, on defense in the fourth quarter and let the Texans score 22 fourth quarter points. That's why Vegas sucks. Patriots, Chargers, Patriots go across to in, uh, across the country to Inglewood, and once again they uh, humble Herbert um, to a, an average game. Patriots win 27-24. Herbert threw a pick six. He struggled the last two games. They got to find their mojo. Jaguars, Seahawks, Jaguars go across the country to the great Northwest, and they completely forgot how to play football. Trevor Lawrence can only do so much, but the Jaguars have no help. Um, Washington, Denver. Denver wins 17 to 10. They gave Washington a couple chances late um, with that Melvin Gordon fumble at the end of the game, giving Heineke a chance for a uh, Hail Mary that didn't pan out. Bucks and Saints. The Saints lose Jameis Winston. They get Trevor Simeon to come in, and somehow Simeon outduels Tom Brady, who slung it for 375 and four touchdowns. I don't know how he still hums the tater the way he does, but the Saints got a big pick six at the end of the game. Um, and they were able to pull off a huge division win there. Monday, our Sunday night football Cowboys go into um, Minnesota with a backup quarterback, Cooper Rush, and he slings it all over the yard for a three and a quarter with two touchdowns and beating the Vikings, who got Dalvin Cook back. Cooper and Lamb both going over 100 yards receiving. And then Monday night football, Giants, Chiefs, Giants defense battle tough as they have all year. They just have no juice on offense. Chiefs were lucky that the Giants have no juice on offense because the Chiefs on offense are still a turnover mess uh, waiting to happen. But the Chiefs win 20-17. to 17. Once again, the Chiefs do not cover. Um, if you still bet on the Chiefs to cover, you're just an absolute fool. But anyway, with that being said, boys, um, anything that um, you just have to get off your chest about any of the results from this week? <laughs> We can we can go any any which way you want. I mean, if I'm if I'm being honest, um, it was a very poor showing by the San Diego Chargers of Los Angeles uh, offense. The defense finally played good against the run. Uh, they finally forced some turnovers. They finally made big fourth down stops. They gave the offense plenty of chances to get into a rhythm. And besides the opening drive where they looked unstoppable, they were kind of just stuck in neutral for most of the game they had the touchdown late but uh poor poor performance overall um consistency wise from the chargers offense jaguars 
same thing. They're just absolutely terrible. There's no excuse for the defense to let Geno Smith look like he's Joe fucking Montana. Um, so piss poor effort there by the Jaguars defense, in my opinion. Same could be said for the Minnesota Vikings. There's no way um, you should allow Cooper Rush to throw it all over your defense. You play, you paid Harrison Smith all that money at safety. You brought in Patrick Peterson at corner. The fact that Cooper Rush throws the ball all over you like it's a game of NFL blitz is a little embarrassing. Um, the Rams, uh, you absolutely screwed over everybody who bet on you to cover. So, McVay, you should have to pay all of those losing tickets. Um, so, that's just my opinion there. Shout out to the Yuli Bulldozer. You would have rushed for over 2,000 yards this season. But now with that foot injury, my uh, fearless prediction of you and Jonathan Taylor both going over 2K will fall short. Um, MCDC, you may talk a big game about chewing off kneecaps, um, but the way your team's playing, you guys must be stuck in the line at the salad bar because um, you're not doing anything. So that's that's just me getting stuff off my chest about some of these results. All right. Uh, what do you guys got to add there? I mean, I was disappointed oh, that – I was incredibly disappointed the Bengals couldn't figure it out against the Jets. Like, I mean, oh, my really? God, come on. Who did they're all I'll admit, I, I've been on the bandwagon. Wins. I've been on the bandwagon. I took that personally. Like, yeah. the fuck? But Yeah, that um, was a letdown game for the Bengals for sure. And now they've got to play the Browns this weekend. Who knows? I, felt, I feel the same way in terms of just, are you serious with the Vikings? I'm like, come on. I mean. Yeah, the Vikings had no business losing that game at home, prime time, against yeah. the backup quarterback. The, o- the only other thing I'll add that's probably different, and then me and Alex, I'm sure, will probably have something similar. But one that I will admit that I, I know the team, and you, you called it out, but I'm going to call the opposite team out that you did. I was honestly quite shocked that the Eagles, what, 44 points? Hertz had accounted for zero of those touchdowns. Yeah. yeah. They had two running backs. Two running backs have two touchdowns apiece, but neither of them touch 100 yards. Yeah, they what? were they were very like if you were a fantasy football owner of anybody on the Eagles uh, in that game, uh, unless you had Scott and Howard because you got two touchdowns out of them, you're probably pulling your hair out because nobody had like one great game. Uh, it was just weird, and it's, it's on my no <laughs> one turnover, dude. I would look at that and I'd go, "Oh, that means the Eagles must have started on the forty yard line every single drive." No, yeah, and they had a defensive touchdown. It's like what? <laughs> The weirdest, yeah. just the weirdest stat lines I've ever seen in a blowout win. So yeah, and the and the Eagles hit the over in that game by themselves. Yeah, which <laughs> that just blew me away. I'm sorry. Like as much as I don't want to give Eagles any kind of talking points or anything, I just I couldn't help but recognize it. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's a you know, it's an odd week in the NFL when they're the highest scoring team of the week. Yeah. I'm sure Alex has got something Giants, and I'm sure we can hit it real quick. No, no, I, I'm not going to talk on the shit show. That is our team. <laughs> he watched. He sat through and watched the whole game, which was at least competitive all the way through. So I yeah. did watch it the next day due to work circumstances, obviously. Um, make one quick comment. Alex will disagree, but sure. I'm still <laughs> going to say that I was still kind of impressed. I mean, nobody thought the Giants had any chance, and they honestly made that game very, very competitive. You know, I, I have it permanently on me. Close enough only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. But guess what? With a team that's been decimated with injuries on offense, I, I don't care if their their offense sucks. It's pathetic. It's got to be addressed. But 
at least they've been competitive. And I'll it's give tough that. to address it when all of the guys you spend your money on yeah. don't don't put on the shoulder pads. And you, the, I, I look, Gettleman's made some bad moves. I will not deny that. He's also made some really good moves. It is just weird, dumb, bad luck. Is it? It's, before we move on to the uh, the results of our picks and then preview this week, is it too early to call the Kenny Galladay signing a bust? Yeah, that's a tough one. Yes. I'll say yes only because we haven't seen him. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like it's a it's a bust in a way that we haven't gotten any production from him when we really yeah. needed him, especially now. But at the same time, what we signed him for, it's like, okay, I mean you're becoming injury prone really badly, but if you somehow manage to stay healthy, you at least don't play for a year. So yeah. you know well, you gotta, it's you weird. gotta hope that it's it's not it quite takes if, a turn for the better, otherwise if you he doesn't see the you field, you can't be at all. sitting through these injury plagued years where you only get three or four games out of him. I agree. If he if he can't play at all this year, then yeah, it's absolute. No, you can't look at it any other way. Well, we um we'll uh, look at our picks. This was a uh, a rough week for us to swallow uh, in terms of the picks we made. Um, so Alex and I both went eight and seven. My dad went Ooh. seven and eight, and then Matt, after being red hot last week, went. Uh, Came back to earth and went four and eleven. Yeah, that was brutal. Um, so for the season, it, that definitely uh, that definitely starts to uh, crunch things up a little bit. So for the season, I'm sitting at eighty and forty two. My dad is at seventy eight and forty four. Alex is at seventy six and forty six, and then Matt is at seventy three and forty nine. That four win week is is uh, you're definitely going to have to step it up here. So. God. That being said, boys, we've got um, – Hey, A-hole, I'll still take you out. Yeah, okay. Mid, we've gotten to the midpoint of the season. Um, do you guys have a um, a mid-season league MVP? Well, I would have said Derrick Henry. But... Well, you can still say Derrick Henry. I mean, unfortunately, he's not going to be playing anymore, but I mean – 937 yards, 10 touchdowns. I mean, he would have been yeah. my MVP. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would have gone with on offense. Yeah. Um, no, honestly, I, I don't want to say it, yeah. but um, I, I do have to throw my hat in. I, I'm going to – I don't know, man. I'm torn. I want to I want to say midseason I would go with Kyler Murray just because it's a quarterback's award. Um, but honestly, I would, yeah. I would, I would give it to Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, yeah, he's having. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's definitely going to be he's definitely going to be offensive rookie of the year for sure, huh? Yeah, I mean the guy's playing at an all pro level. Like, it, it's ridiculous. I I feel like as the season goes on, he's going to get punched up with some guys. I don't know if I could give him MVP, but that's a great call because the kid has definitely been having a it, it's hard to say, phenomenal though. year. Go and watch his highlight reels from the season so far, right? And just a quick glance over him. Oh, no, 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 dude. Into double and triple coverage, and he's still finding a way to get 45 yards down the field. Like, it oh, makes no, 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 no. This isn't to take away from anything he's doing. All I'm just simply saying is MVP, if you're having an MVP receiving year, you, you got to come in with, like, damn near, like, 1,800 yards. I don't think that's going to happen. Right now, he's on pace to hit over that. And Joe Burns. Yeah, he's at 786 He's at right 780. Now. He's got So, if you have to award – a receiver because well, he's simulating. He's balling. Yeah. Cup may win the triple crown. He may win and, and catch his yards and touchdowns. Yeah, Cup's. I'm all Cup's about it. Fantasy, baby. I, I've been riding. Saving Grace. 
since he yeah. joined the NFL. I, I think I've had him every year in, in, in my fantasy drafts. I do. I friggin' love him, and he's he's doing great. But I just got to give it to the rookie, man. The guy is oh. – there you Again, go. The only other, uh, the only other notable, I would, I would say. So like Matt's got Henry. You, you took Chase. If I had to pick a different guy that I would say right now, midseason MVP. I mean, this may be cliche. He, he's won him before, but he doesn't win him every year like you know Michael Jordan used to. But I mean, the goat is still the goat, leading the leading the yeah. NFL in yards. He's got twenty five touchdowns to only five picks. I mean, somehow forty four year old Brady still slings it and gets it done. So, I mean, he's he's going to be in the conversation probably, uh, you know, with Kyler Murray, with Matt Stafford, you know, uh, if Henry would have been healthy with Henry. But we'll see uh, how that shakes out. But those are just some guys that have had an exceptional first half of the year. Now, let's get into the picks and the matchups this week, boys. We start out with Thursday night football, it is those New York Jets that are going to be led by the backup Mike White. They go into Indianapolis Motor Speedways to play against the Colts. Currently, the line sits at Colts minus 10.5. Over-under is 45.5. Which way are you boys leaning? Do you think that the Jets had their fluke win? or Do you think that the Colts throttled them? How we how we looking at this game? Listen, if, if – Jets organization, as as much as you are happy to have that win, you better freaking hope that that was a fluke with your rookie quarterback sitting there. <laughs> that being said, I picked the Colts and I'm sticking with it. All right, so Alex is going with Colts. Matt, are you uh, are you seeing this outcome any differently? No, I, I, Colts are much better. Colts are a good team, and now they at least know who they're playing quarterback against, and. Wentz does just enough to get him to win. Weirdly enough, I will say ten and a half. I'm not a hundred percent confident in that, but I don't. Did you boys it. know that before the two the two interceptions that went through in the game against the Titans, that he only had one pick all year? Yeah, I knew that. And it was that shovel pass that he threw yeah. at the freaking goal line against the Niners the week before. Yep. He, it's weird. He's been a he. He's been good in terms of like turning the ball over. It's just he. It's it's just like ugly success, if that makes sense. It's just, yeah. it's not pretty. He's just, I'm not comparing them because Alex, I know, will jump down my throat on this one. It's kind of like watching Tannehill. He's going to do just enough to get a team to win. Yeah. Well, we've all got the Colts. So do we like them covering the 10 and a half? That will be something we'll have to keep our eye on as we are all flush with the Colts. Um, this next game on the list, if you watch this game, if you subject your eyeballs to this game, may God have mercy on your soul because the Texans go down to the 305 to play against the Stinkfish that we know as the Dolphins. Right now it's Dolphins minus 6.5, over-under is 46. You've got two teams that have combined for two wins. You've got two teams that may combine – for three wins total, unless these guys decide to tie. Who are we going with here and why? Miami, because I said the Texans wouldn't win all year outside of week one. <laughs> that is true. You do have the Texans um, with only one dub, and they've already got it. Matt, where are you going? You're, I'm sure that you're not going to take Houston because it's just too big of a problem there. I do have to make one comment, though. Okay. I am very disappointed that my prediction of Houston having double digit against favorite isn't coming true. 
every week from that then on forward. Well, if it wasn't the Dolphins, this would have been probably another double-digit spread. I'm just saying, though, I'm a little disappointed that didn't happen. I expected the Dolphins to be a little bit better enough to have that. I actually am a little shocked that it is under 10. I do think the Dolphins, do they can't get out of their own damn way to save their life. I know, and they, they, and they were battling with the Bills. They still do just enough to feel like uh, they could somehow pull out one of these games. So I think they are going to win, and I think they will win by the double digits. All right, so we are all on the Dolphins as well, which means that we'll have to keep our eye on the line at minus 6.5 and, and the over-under at 46, so that way we've got uh, – Two potential plays already in the parlay. Denver goes to uh, Dallas. This line is Dallas minus nine and a half. The over-under is 49 and a half. Um, My guess is that it's still going to be Cooper Rush, but after what he just did against the Vikings, Vegas doesn't care. Vegas still makes the Cowboys a pretty heavy favorite. Um, Are any of us taking Teddy Two Gloves? Unfortunately not. I think Dallas proved that somehow they're legitimately good. Yeah, I know. Pains pains to be said on this show. I mean, Vikings gave it away in a, in a lot of ways, but I think unfortunately it just showed that that's a good system right now. And yeah, I mean, let's face it, they're tough. They're tough to stop. And yeah. Micah Parsons was just named NFC Defensive Player of the Week. He could yeah, be playing on the yeah, Giants right now. I mean, why, why would you do that? Why well, do you have you know, to? Do I that? just I got to stir Alex's pot. Um, Alex, are you going Cowboys or Broncos here? I went Broncos. I picked the Broncos to have three wins, and this was one of them. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, well. uh, All right. <laughs> I don't know. I can honestly tell you right now, I don't even remember why I picked this back then. Probably just wanting the Cowboys to lose. Well, no, because I only have them winning. I only have the Broncos winning three games. So it wouldn't be like a game that they would want. I would just – I don't know. I'm not happy with it. Von Miller being traded does not help the team out at all. <laughs> yeah, no uh, kidding. And, yeah, and Cowboys, not at all. The Cowboys, unfortunately, are uh, – whatever. So um, so technically, you're sticking with your pick because that's what your principal foundation that's what is. It, that but was, you think Dallas I'm, is going to win by 10. I'm freaking sticking with it. I'm just I I know Dallas is going to end up winning, and this will be a game that Matt can catch up to me on. <laughs> all right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a note here that we all like Dallas minus the nine and a half minus nine and a half, even though Alex is technically picking the Broncos for the picks. There's no technical. I'm picking them. Well, he is picking them, but he thinks <laughs> Dallas is going to cover the spread and win the game anyway. So, um, next game: Vikings, Ravens. Um, I mean, my dad's a you know. A second-tier Vikings fan. He's diehard Bills, but he'll root for the Vikings. And uh, even he's picking the Ravens in this game. It's Ravens minus six. Over-under is 49 and a half. Uh, I'm going with the Ravens here. They're coming off the bye. I just think that their offense is going to pose some problems to Minnesota's defense, who once again does not have Daniil Hunter again. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Matt, but I know you love the guy, and he's a key piece to their defense. It's so never, annoying. Yeah. He's never freaking there for him. So, no, it's so annoying. You know, with that being said, I'm going with the Ravens uh, in the game. Yep. That's what I got. I'm, right. I just have to say it. If the Neil Hunter was playing, I would pick the Vikings. I actually think he makes enough of an impact on defense that I'm not going to pick them, even though I'm not convinced of, that, of Baltimore. 
All right. Well, we've all got the Ravens, my dad included. So we'll keep an eye on that line um, as well as minus six. There's a lot of chalk right here so far, boys. We are we are Chucky McChuckerson. Uh, Patriots and Panthers in Carolina right now. Uh, New England is a uh, three and a half point road favorite. So New England's New England minus three and a half over under is 41. So Vegas thinks low scoring game, both offenses um, struggling against defenses. Where are you boys going with this pick? I got the Pats, man. All right, Alex going with uh, the fighting Bill Belichick's and the Patriots. Um, Matt, what about you? Yeah, I mean, as lame as that is going to start sounding with some of these picks, I agree. I think Mac Jones is playing good football. I don't think the Panthers have enough to – He is playing good football. Now, the Pan- I mean, look, the, the Panthers showed that they're, you know – they did get McCaffrey back activated, so who knows? I'm still – I think he's got to have a week or two. Yeah. To, then I'll go, oh, maybe the Panthers will show up. Maybe they might have a you know mediocre finish to their season. Still going to roll Pats. This is right, Mac well, Jones. I am, I'm reluctantly in the same boat with you guys. I've got the Patriots there. So, once again, this is a chalk pick, which means we oh. have to – Make a note of the three-and-a-half-point line. Going to have like a 13-leg parlay this week? We might right. because um, we're going to be very brief on this one. Um, yeah. <laughs> this next game, uh, Bill's Mafia is rolling into Duval County. They're going to take over Duval County. Yeah. I'm going to be at this game on Sunday. Um, uh, listen, like I said, we're going to be brief. Is anybody here taking the Jaguars? Oops. Yeah. I mean, I pull for the Jaguars, and no, this is not. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> like, so it's Bills minus happening. 14 and a half. I'm assuming we're all on the Bills. Do we think they're going to cover the 14 and a half? I, yeah, I think they'll cover the over by themselves. The Bills make they me nervous might. You're, this year. You're right, Alex. The over-under, by the way, is 48 and a half. The Bills could, the Bills could put a 50 bird. <sighs> I actually don't know about that. Whatever, dude. Well, that's okay. That's- Struggled against Flores, but Flores has always had their name. They're not going to let it happen against the friggin' Jaguars. I mean, Geno Smith just torched him. What's Josh Allen going to do? Uh, yeah, no. yeah. Uh, I, we'll I mean, We've the only reason why I say that is because the, that's all the makings for them not to. I'm not saying they're not going to win by any means. They're going to destroy them. <laughs> this will be the game that Shad Khan goes, oh, crap. <laughs> it very well could be, or it could be one of those games where it's actually tight in the beginning for some weird way, and then all of a sudden it just no, opens up. I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll Bills see. are going to win regardless. A, so I'll have a front row seat to it. We'll see how it goes. This next one, the Battle of Ohio, the Browns go to Cincinnati. Right now, it's Bengals minus two and a half. Over under is forty seven. I'm thinking here. I'm taking the Bengals in a bounce back game. They were embarrassed by the Jets. The Browns, I know, just lost, but. They got a lot of shit going on with the whole Beckham situation here. Mayfield's not 100%. Chubb and uh, Hunt aren't 100%. Not that the Browns winning would surprise me, but I'm going with the Bengals to uh, to win this one. Oof. Alex has got the Browns. I um, do. I had the Browns going 11-6 and six this season. Yes. So I, I, I picked the Browns to win this game. I thought that they were the better team um, on well, they still are the better team, but dear God, like I said Jamar Chase is ridiculous. So I yeah, will see the Bengals win, but I'm stuck. I got to, I got, listen, I, I'm a man of my word. I'm sticking you with You have them. at least been that. Matt, where are you going? You going Bengals or are you going Dog Pound? 
I am going Bengals. Who day? All right, so Alex has got himself another swing pick, um, first with the Broncos and now with the Browns as the rest of us are on the Jungle Riding Cats. Riding the bandwagon. We're on the Jungle Cats there. This next one is an NFC South matchup. The Dirty Birds um, head to the dirty street of Bourbon Street. Right now it's Saints minus six, um, over under 41 and a half. Um, Saints, um, a lot of points to lay unless you really believe in Trevor Simeon and Taysom Hill combo package at quarterback. I think that Matty Ice keeps this game close, but I'm going to take the Saints to win it. I think that their defense is better. Their defense is finally starting to force turnovers. Um, so I think that um, they get the W. And now having the, the Ingram Kamara thunder and lightning mix again in the running game is a big deal for the saints that I don't think they realized um, when, when Ingram left. So I'll take the saints to win. Um, look, I, I picked the Falcons and I'm not happy with that right now. Calvin stepping away does not help. Um, no, nope, that does not uh, tease and peas to Calvin Ridley and his mental health thoughts yep, and prayers. Yep. Yep. Definitely for him. Uh, I understand where he's coming from entirely. So you do you bro. Um, it just, it sucks for my predictions here. Um, I, I still don't think the saints are going to roll, you know, that they're, they're having to figure out a new system with a new quarterback. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I pick Falcons. I, I hope I'm right. All right. There you go, Matt, which way are you going? You going with the Mardi Gras boys or the dirty boys? No, I am going to be actually as much as I talk shit about the same a lot. I am going with, uh, Mardi Gras boys and yeah, we, um, Weirdly enough, I think the Saints are starting to click for all the same reasons you did. I just don't see the Falcons being able to just do enough because New Orleans seems like they're just clicking enough to be just that much better of the team. I mean, I, again, Matty Ice, he's had some moments this year where you're like, oh, okay, he still exists, but no Ridley. That's, yeah. a, that's a huge blow. It's definitely a huge blow. Now, this next one is one of the tougher games to pick, at least in my opinion. you got – Raiders going to East Rutherford to play against the Giants. Raiders, uh, a three-point road favorite. So Vegas giving the Giants no respect. Over under 46 points. Um, the Raiders, obviously, with the, the whole Henry Ruggs issue, that dude's career in the NFL is over. He's going to jail for 20 to 25 years probably. Um, the Raiders have overcome some controversy already this year when Gruden got fired and they won the game the very next um next week so i'm not saying that they can't do it um rugs was obviously a key piece of their offense i think darren waller is gonna be a problem um but it's it's very tough the the raiders don't run the ball very well the giants play the run very well this is one of those games though that who turns the ball over more um is probably going to be one of the key features, and let's just be honest, you know, the Giants' offense has not clicked at all this year. Very tough. I'm making this pick based off of need and necessity more than what I think is really going to happen, and I need the Raiders to lose. So I'm picking the Giants to win. I think this is a game the Giants can legitimately get a win, and it's not being pipe dream. It's not being overly optimistic. It's just being pure – Flat out that the matchup actually works well, finally, for the Giants. Now the I offense, need them. I need them. The, the Giants' offense has been, uh, I mean, it's about as thrilling as, like, you know, 
wallpaper that's white. It make I mean they they try. Last week we saw that it, it definitely stagnated in my opinion. Even though there was a couple, the John Ross deep throw like some, somehow the Chiefs kept it a lot more simple than what we had seen for the couple weeks. I think Garrett opens it up again a little bit. I think the line's able to have a little bit more success. And I think Booker ends up having a pretty good game. Let's right. see. You got the G-men as well. Uh, Alex, where, where are you going on this one? Uh, surprise, surprise. I actually picked New York to win this game. All right. So you've got okay. – so we're all in the Giants. My dad has – What's the real opinion pick? here, though? Let's, you're, that's just your pick because you stuck to it. What's the real opinion? No, I, I'm picking the Giants. I, I genuinely think they had they had a shot to win last week. They had a shot to win the week before. They had a shot to win now. Um, what I need to see out of the team moving forward, despite the injuries, is they have to find a way to win. That's yeah. the entire demo of this of this offense and this team and this mantra that we have is it's next man up. We haven't seen next man up despite everything going wrong. Nobody's taken accountability for it and stepped up. This is the well, and the defense has got to quit the penalties. This is the game that has to be yeah. right. We've seen the defense get better and better and better as the season goes on. Now the offense has to step up, and I think this is the game. Yeah. See them do it. I yeah. We'll see. Agreed. So the three of us got the Giants. My dad's got the Raiders in a game that uh, we desperately need the Giants to win because. The Chargers desperately need a win um, and need to gain some ground. They're they're going to the city of brotherly love to play against the Eagles. Um, it is Chargers currently minus one and a half road favorite over under fifty. Um, Disrespectful. I, I'm picking I'm picking the Chargers to win this game, and I honestly think that the over is going to hit. I think there's going to be a lot of offense um, in this game. I'm hoping that this is Herbert and Keenan Allen getting back on track with the rhythm of the offense. I'll be honest with you, Keenan Allen's got more drops through seven games this year than he had all last season, so he needs to pick it up. Eckler's had some key drops, especially in the last game that led to uh, one of Herbert's interceptions. It went right through Eckler's hands into the uh, deflected to a, the defender. So Herbert and the offense got to get going. The defense from is starting to click with what Staley's trying to do um, in terms of stepping up and making stops. So – Listen, they got to prove it because they have not proven it at all their last two games. The Chargers got to prove it. But I'm hoping that they get back on track uh, against the Eagles. So I'm taking the Chargers uh, in this game. Go Bolts. All right, Alex has got the Chargers as well. He's a Herbert believer. We all know that at this point. Yep. So am I. I, I think it's disrespectful that it's only a one-and-a-half-point favorite for the Chargers, I know that's, the Eagles put up 44 points, but it's why. on the Lions. That's, yeah, that's why, but they put it up against the Lions. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand. I still – yeah, that's – no. Yeah. All right, There's, well, we are, yeah. we're all in agreement there. Matt, I also agree with your logic. I think that the minus one and a half is, is a pretty uh, easy line to lay there. So, we are all on Chargers. Uh, so, we will probably have that in our parlay. This next one is the big news of the day. Obviously, Packers, Chiefs. It would have been Rodgers versus Mahomes. Rodgers is out because of testing positive for COVID. So Packers go into Arrowhead without potentially, you know, league MVP uh, at QB. The line right now is Chiefs minus seven and a half. If you've learned anything, you learn that the Chiefs never cover. So if you're going to bet the spread, take the Packers plus the seven and a half. Over-under is 47 and a half. I'm going to take the Chiefs to win, although I do hope I am wrong. Um, but I am going to 
say that I just I believe that Mahomes is just going to be better than whoever the quarterback is for the Packers, whether that's Jordan Love or God help us all if it's Blake Bortles. <laughs> um, but because of that sheer fact that it is a Chiefs home game and the Chiefs still have Mahomes and the Chiefs defense is not facing Aaron Rodgers, I will unfortunately reluctantly take the Chiefs. Uh, nope. Uh, it looks again, another, <laughs> another picks this week where I'm like, rod damn, this sucks. Uh, I have the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, damn you. Uh, <laughs> that's it. Fair enough. I don't, I don't blame you there, Matt. Where are you going? I know you're not a believer in the Chiefs. <sighs> Y'all, so hard to pick because the Rodgers isn't playing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I just I'm like, look, I'm not trying to. That he well, hold on, hold on. Do you hate the Packers or do you just hate Aaron Rodgers? Uh, I'm not really a big fan of the Packers as a whole, okay. but only answer you were allowed to give there. Yeah, but, but... The time you guys faced them in a game that matters, you uh, you won. No, they didn't. You guys beat them in that playoff in the playoffs in that wild card game. I'm gonna slap the shit out of you. The Me? last time we met them in the playoffs, they absolutely torched our ass. Dude, it was the boat trip game, bro. Was, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hail Mary. At the bro. That's quarter. right, the boat trip game. Well, I try to forget that one. Kill us. Yeah, we can't. It's forever ingrained. Yeah, that was probably the worst decision of a, of an off week by any team ever. But anyway. Oh, dude. But no. You know, I'm convinced no. the Giants offense sucks because Sterling Shepard's the only one left in that stupid picture on the team. <laughs> Yeah. It's the curse. He's like he's like a he's like a billy goat curse. And then he freaking has the stupid number three now. Like, dude, it looks so dumb. I'm sorry, I hate yeah. seeing it. Oh, uh, anyways, college number. We di- we digress. Um, That's it. Yeah. No, I actually, I Do know it. it is crazy. Do it. I'm genuinely actually picking the Packers, and I really think it's because I'm gonna call. I I, I again, I've been optimistic, but the Giants kept that game close. Now, I think Jones is better than any of those options, so I'm not saying that the Packers have an equivalent quarterback, and no, I'm I'm not saying that at all. I just think the Chiefs are just really genuinely not that great. I I really don't buy it. I think the offense has been kind of figured out. They are not in rhythm. They are not in sync. The line looks like – still looks awful. I think the Giants had, what, four sacks? I mean – I mean, the Chiefs' it's, flag football offense has definitely been figured out to a degree. Now, they still have I think such elite talent that they get away with some things. Yeah, but that's just because they tried, you know, it, it's every score finds their nut at some point. Yeah. Like, I, I genuinely think the Packers could win this game, as crazy as it is. All right, well, you guys got the Packers. Um, I've got the Chiefs. My dad's got the Chiefs. This next one. I'm telling Cardinals, it. Cardinals at 49ers. Somehow, the Cardinals – are only a one-point road favorite, 45 What's Vegas know that we don't? I, I, well, so this these two teams have played already this year in Arizona, and the Cardinals won 17-10, to 10, so it was a close game. But, but the fact still. that this is pretty much a pick game is kind of weird to me. So I'm taking the Cardinals. Um, they're, they're a good football team, even though they just lost, um, and I have no problem laying a point. <laughs> Eight yeah, point. Uh, I think Kyler Murray's playing incredibly good football. I think they're playing good football as a team. Um, I yeah, they're coming off a loss, but I mean, 
I'm sorry. No, like, no. Cardinals, again, another disrespectful line. I don't care if it's the away team, still a disrespectful line. Give me the Cardinals all day. Alex, are you, uh, you have any different opinion there, or we we chalk on the Cardinals? Nope. I, I picked the Cardinals for this week. Um, I'm not, again, this was another one. I'm getting into the fuzzy spot here. I, I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering why I picked them. Um, but I only had, I only had the 49ers winning six games. So That's probably why then. There you go. All right. So Sunday night football is uh Titans out in LA against the Rams right now. It's Rams minus seven and a half over under 53 and a half. Um, I like the Rams to win, especially now that uh, a, the Titans don't have Derrick Henry and B, the Rams have Von Miller to go with Aaron Donald. Um, I will say this though that uh, the Titans are one of the top five teams in the league at covering the spread, whether they're uh, a favorite or a dog. So I would take the Rams money line to win the game, take the Titans plus the seven and a half to cover the spread and take the under on 53 and a half. Cause I think that uh, the Rams D is going to stymie the Titans uh, offense enough to slow them down under that total. But all that being said, I've got the Rams to win. Yeah, uh, I got the Rams going to the Super Bowl. Von Miller helps that out. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm <laughs> with it, just like I've stuck with them all, all season. Go Rams. All right, Matt, where are you going? You going with Rams or are you going with Tannehill-led Titans now? Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Rams, although I do think. He would have gone with the Titans if Henry was playing. 100%. Um, not, yep. even a, not even a question. Um I think the Titans will fall off, but not off a cliff. They're going to fall off a cliff, man. Be serious. I, I don't I mean, think they will. The, if that's the truth, then this is this division's for, uh, up for the Colts to take. Yep. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they'll still have salvage a decent year, but we'll I see do what kind think, of QB Tannehill is with AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Now, I do think this definitely opens the door for the Colts. They get a win on Thursday. Uh, a nice. You know, big win. Look out. They can start catching fire. All right. And then the Monday Titans night better football. be on guard. We'll see how that one goes Sunday night. Monday night football, Bears go to the Steel City. Steelers minus six and a half over under is 40. Um, I, I'm i picking the Steelers to win the game, um, but I don't like them covering that six and a half. I think it's going to be more of a, more of a slugfest than um, – than the six and a half, but I like the Steelers. I know Fields is, uh, you know, showing showing some upside for the Bears, even though they just lost to the Niners in Chicago. Um, the Steelers went into the dog pound, though, and they gutted out a, a win where their defense dominated, and I think that the Steelers' defense continues to dominate a very, um, you know, hot and cold Bears offense, so I'm taking the Steelers here. Uh, look, I'm not comfortable with this pick. I was very high on this team before we started these. The next race between them and the Packers. I've got the Bears. Yeah, you've got the Bears because you had the Bears winning 13 games. Yeah, so I hope I'm right. <laughs> All right, Matt, where are you going? You going with Steel Curtain or are you going with Monsters of the Midway? Black and yellow, black and yellow. It is a really hard pick for me to make because I just it's a team I'm just really not a fan of, like at all, ever. Like Yeah, you you've never liked the Steelers. I, I really kinda can't stand them. 
I just I, I think because it's a home game and it's Monday night. Yeah. If this okay, if this were like a one o'clock game, those Yinzers the up there in Pittsburgh are gonna be drunk all day waiting for that game. I if this were a one o'clock game, I know this sounds insane. If this were a one o'clock game on Sunday, I'd pick the Bears. If this was even a Sunday night game, I would pick the Bears. But for some reason, I just get a feeling that no matter what happens, the Steelers will edge out like a one-point win. All right. Well, there you go. So you got Steelers. So. You got Steelers there. So I'll be honest. This week, there's not a lot of uh, there's not a lot of curb appeal to some of our picks. It's pretty chalk. Um, you know, some of these matchups are just one team has a sizable um, advantage um, one way or the other. So uh, I think if you're, uh, you know, the, the, the golden rule in Vegas when you're betting football is you just bet every game individually straight up and you see how you come out in the wash at the end. If you pick winners and, you know, cover their spreads or if you bet money line, you just bet games individually. But I will say if there was ever a week to try to land a parlay, this is definitely the week to do it. So happy hunting for anybody who puts any skin in the game. Obviously, you heard what we like and what we would consider. Um, so it should be a great week, as it always is, of NFL football. Um, hopefully, you enjoy it. Um, if you're a fan of our team, hopefully our teams win and we all celebrate together. Um, if you're a fan of the teams that are playing against our teams, you can take a long walk up a short cliff, and we'll see you next week. Um, so for myself and Alex and Matt, it's been another lovely edition of Pound the Pigskin where it's all football all the time, and we will see you next week.